Within our world are creatures we cannot hope to comprehend. Science refuses to recognize them as fact, but Hollywood sees this as an easy cash grab. Now, join these three men as they venture into these attempts at success. You will witness the good, the bad, and the strange as you are now venturing into Cryptic Collectors. Welcome, one and all, to Cryptic Collectors, and what's that in the water, laddie? Is that Nessie? No, it's just another film abomination on cryptids. Makes you wonder if old man McGuckin's pranking everyone at Gravity Falls again. Donkey! <laughs> to this film that we're reviewing today, I say, Sod off, you wee twit! <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that Scottish accent, way better than what you'll be hearing in this film. Exactly. Unfortunately. I Okay, so um a little bit of context on the Loch Ness monster. So it is an it's Scottish cryptid, a sea an alleged sea monster that kind of like Shrek is a Scottish cryptid. My god. Do not remind me, especially with those ears in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the Loch Ness monster, also known as Nessie, is a creature in Scottish folklore that is said to inhabit the Lake of Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. And it is often described as a large, long neck and with one or more humps protruding from the water. Kind of like a camel, I guess. A water camel. At least it's not a water horse, which is <laughs> the whole a better movie in of itself. This movie. Yeah. And while there's been a lot of hoaxes, a lot of wishful thinking surrounded this cryptid, and it's pretty um, transparent as to whether this creature actually exists or not. Yeah. But there is a lot of people that are still looking for this creature. Yeah, actually, and... funny thing is, I was watching some talk about the Loch Ness monster, and someone said it's not a, it's not some dinosaur that survived the. Prehistoric era. It's in, at best, it's a it's an extremely large eel. I was like, oh, so it's not a dinosaur, just a very large reptilian like creature that swims, and apparently goes on land. Yes, yeah, so I swear to, you know, that's not even a creature. That's somebody <laughs> with, with a giant Loch Ness monster neck, just patrolling around. It's I, I'm not even sure if that's an animal. Okay, it's just like. Okay, hold on. Before we do start with the rant, am I giving us the introduction to everyone, Siffy? I thought I did. No, you didn't. Yo, no, you're, sure. no, you really didn't. You got. You just started. You, you just started ranting. Start complaining. <laughs> All right. Not yeah. only am I joined here with Ace Maroke, Crooked Lord, but I am also here with. He is a well. Is a pretty well known um scholar as well as um well as uh. I guess I guess there would be a reviewer for plenty of uh plenty of science science fiction sites such as uh C the Seafy channel, as well as he's the writer of the recently released uh, biopic on actress, uh Chinese actress Rion Lingu. Get up, ladies and gentlemen, for our first guest, Mr. Patrick Galvin. Hello guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, Patrick, you know Seafy Chan? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he wrote. Yeah, you wrote for the Sci-Fi Channel. Channel, I remember for a little time. Well, I wrote for their uh, their online publication, Sci-Fi Wire. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Did they for... pay you in sharks? 
No, they paid me in cash. I'm happy to say. Oh, but that's surprising. That's... They don't do that. They don't use. They usually don't use cash in films. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think they they use ham sandwiches for the whole time to make their films. Well, well ham's still kind of pricey, don't you think? Well, that's why they, they. That's why because they all the budget went to me to pay for my writing. So there you go. Ah, okay, oh, okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. And no, yeah. no, it's not. That's not true at all. I'm just just bullshitting. You I, <laughs> to be fair, I'd believe I'd believe you because w- w- given those movies, I would be like, yeah, they 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 must have did it for a right cause. But yeah. I wonder who uh, I wonder who uh, Larry Buchanan spent his money on. He couldn't spend anything at all on this movie. That we're watching today, <laughs> could we? Could you even consider that? So, but anyway, I think no, this movie was, was funded by ham sandwiches. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes. There have been, as I said, a bunch of hoaxes revolving around this monster. And one particular famous photograph, the surgeon's photograph of 1934, is now known to be a hoax. And yet it is the most infamous photograph evidence of Nessie. Well, now it is a hoax, but... It's also on my license picture. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they got me at the wrong angle. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a lot of speculation whether this was like a dinosaur that um, survived the asteroid or maybe it's some sort of dragon or sea serpent or just another monster fish due to the misuse of radioactive chemicals like a second Godzilla. I say, so basically you're saying it's a mini Godzilla. Cool. <laughs> Pretty much. A Scottish wee Godzilla. Other than. And they know it was 350. They... The 350. <laughs> You under the tree, fitty. And yes, I mean, in South Park, helped bring it into fame. And Simpsons had a better episode, had a great episode based around it, better than this film. And Gravity Falls. And Gravity Falls, yes. Godzilla, the anime series, also had, man, a lot of stuff did, be- did better with a lot of this monster than this movie did. Nessie is easily probably the most, um, easily the most well known cryptid, like when it comes to being adapted into films. Like, there have been plenty of adaptations throughout uh, since it, her early inception. This could go back to movies like Beneath Loch Ness, the, sci- the sci fi channel film, Sci Loch Ness Terror. And the- still, and yet still no movie called Lock and Loaded. Yet. <laughs> or Lock Be a Lady Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or now, things course, are going to get Nessie. Yeah. I'm just thinking Lock and Loaded will be just a. A futuristic Nessie coming to enslave humanity. It is decked out with uh, robotic parts like metal fins and then just like a minigun that comes out of his, his hump. As soon as, said, <laughs> as soon as you described this, I was like, I was just picturing like the Loch Ness Monster wearing a leather coat, wearing sunglasses, talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it sounds like something I see. It sounds like, it sounds like I see in like uh, Danger, Danger 9 or something like that. And you and to our YouTube viewers, you may know the Loch Ness monster being petted by Ace. Bear in mind that was your idea, not mine, motherfucker. <laughs> one day you will. One day you will get see. You will get a Nessie plushie. What? Wh- you will. So you, what? Are you for Christmas? Are you gonna literally send me the plushie that JV uses for our title card to make that? Yes, that that that, that is the plan. I will stop that from happening. Yeah. Also, and also to our YouTube viewers, if you're wondering which one of the characters represents Pat Patrick, he's the one stuck in the mirror having to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cozy in the mirror? Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely wonderful. I feel very, very uh, relaxed and in my zone. And uh, <laughs> oh, good because we're not letting you out. Stuck, just like I felt when I was watching this awful movie. Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you'd think that with with someone as prestigious as you, we would 
think maybe a good movie would be the right call to, to go for. Nope. No, no film, then we have to recommend this. And suddenly you pick a film by Larry fucking Buchanan, so. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, every minute of my life has been pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this it de- opportunity. It impresses me that I've seen this film twice in my entire life. I've seen this film three times in my life, and that's right, too much. I've seen it once, but again, I don't. Re- I'm, I'll be honest; I don't remember anything in this film other than the monster attack. Uh, like we said, like I said before we recorded, the best way to describe this film: you are in the war- you are in a very boring meeting. Every once in a while, some crazy person comes in with, with one of those horse heads on a stick that kids play with. It just randomly beats them with it, then runs off. And then one other g- guy in the meeting says that doesn't happen. And it's sad because we could have easily picked a, a decent movie, maybe like the like the water horse film from two thousand seven. But no, no, no. We 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 went with the Larry Buchanan film because why would we want a good film? No, of course not. I'll give the movie this. The first ten minutes, not bad. The monster still looks goofy as fuck, but at least the movie kind of gets straight to the point and what it's trying to set up. Yeah, I, well, when I saw the monster, I I couldn't stop laughing. I know. Neither could neither could I. I say I, that's the terror. I just no. No, I, I I I laughed at the uh, the opening scene where the guy's walk watching the uh, the plane fly around through his telescope, and his telescope has like you know four different points of view instead of even though he's actually sitting in, in one room the entire time. It's kind of like that scene in Jungle Goddess where like you know those guys in the airplane looking through their binoculars, and also their their point of view is like you know at ground level all of a sudden. Yeah, you know they're in an airplane. Yeah. Same thing happens here. At one point, the guy's looking through his telescope, he sees a, sees a plane like bird's eye view. Then all of a sudden, his his views like you know, at level to the water level of the of the lake. It makes no sense. It's no, it does it. And then when you <laughs> and the image and when he looks through it and he sees Nessie popping out of the water, that's your first sign that how good, quote unquote, wonderful this movie's gonna be. Yeah, I feel so bad for Nessie and this. Clearly, has some kind of arthritis issue in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem is Nessie is just a neck. That's all she is. <laughs> that is all she is. Yeah, and also With she's a. Ears. And also, she's apparently an ongoing smoker because she's always smoking every single time she's on screen. She's also related to Shrek. And Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, she has no sharp teeth, so I don't know what she's doing to tear people apart. Yeah, and uh, apparently in that scene, she doesn't have good, like, apparently good pressure behind her bike because, like, the dude, like, then break the skin or anything i didn't really like it showed a little bit of blood but that's honestly because i think he had ketchup on him and it just happened to squirt out there's no way that was watch this movie just if you guys want to watch this movie just watch that scene you get the whole idea yeah yeah that's pretty much your highlight of the film that's the only that's the only good quote-unquote good bad movie moment in the entire thing yeah yeah because the the rest rest of the movie is basically birdemic before birdemic Honestly, I think I think it's insulting to Birdemic because this was yeah, a Bur- much Birdemic. Birdemic's first half is at least you know funny sometimes. This is just like you know boring pure nothingness. Yeah. But Sippy, you were saying? Yeah, my entire reaction to this film is pretty much in two parts. The first part had me feeling <laughs> half of the time. Yep. While the other one is something that I can only describe as five w's and an h what were they thinking who the hell thought this was a good idea why was this given the green light how did they get the funds where is the nearest therapist and where can i start (laughs) where's the nearest therapist yeah Yeah. what was funny is i apparently zoned out a lot because i looked away for one 
second. Then when I look back, like the girl was kidnapped by someone. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I, I like didn't understand that at all. <laughs> like, I was like, I was not expecting that. I thought it was like a monster movie. What? I just came out of no. Oh, and what about that one guy with the axe in the tower? Yeah, that was that, weird. Um, he just comes out of nowhere with a friggin' axe. Yeah. Did you guys also even... make Nessie talk, Wait, by was, the way? Was he even part of the movie? <laughs> Is that it? Was he just a, um, a crazy old man during production? And they just happened to film it and put it in the film. That's my theory. They thought, they thought it was gold. It's kind of like it's kind of like Adam West lines and Family Guy. You know he didn't have a script. He j- they just recorded what he said. This this film has no no structure. It's got nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When the director was asked about the structure, he said, "What the fuck was that? They but, couldn't even get real Scottish people." <laughs> <laughs> what like, were those accents? I I don't even I don't even could you even call them accents? It would just sound like gibberish. What do you That's think exactly a Scottish person saw. sounds like? I could I could make it up as I go along. Yeah, well, it's better than nothing. Let's do it. And the thing I is, thought any Scotsman that ever sees this movie will be deeply offended. And the thing is, you know, the way we describe the film, it sounds really, really funny, but it really is not. No, it's not. It's a very boring film. And it's even, it's even more bizarre, considering that at least, not even, I mean, so... The movie's focus is on Nessie herself, which you'd think would make for a fast-paced, entertaining, so bad it's a good movie, but the movie drags over and over and over again. Oh yeah, the best God. way, to, actually, the best example is, remember as a kid, you were watching a Godzilla movie and you wanted to see the monster fights, not the people talking? That's basically how I felt watching this. I think the movie I compare this a lot to is the movie Planet, Planet of Dinosaurs. It reminds me a lot of that film. The difference. There's a movie like that? Yes, there is a movie like that, a stop motion animation film. The yeah, diff- Riff Tracks made fun of it. Yes. The difference is, is that, at least in that movie's case, I think it's way better than this film, but it has the same problem of whenever yeah, the. Well, at least it has something going for it. Like you have the stop motion dinosaurs, which yeah. are visually appealing, like compared to, you know, the, the long neck sock puppet. Right. Exactly. But but in the movie, but in that, but in that movie's case, Half the time, it's mostly just people walking. In this case, it's people talking, which is far worse. Oh, it's the prequel Star. War- it's the prequel Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. Pro- I don't profess to be an expert on Larry Buchanan, but uh, my and I, I know very little about him. But what mm-hmm. I, I have heard that he was one of those directors uh, who would oftentimes his contract would be you've got to deliver an eight, an eight real film. So basically like an 80 minute movie. And many times in his career, he would shoot all his human scenes and end up with a, with six reels. So a six reel film, a 60 minute film. And he had to go shoot 20 minutes more footage. And I'm, my understanding is that as his career went along, he realized he was making his, his pace too snappy. And so he consciously started to uh, slow things down in his films. And unfortunately we seem to have arrived at a point where he's, taken that philosophy to the most utmost extreme because this movie has feet of clay it just drags endlessly every scene is painfully quiet mm-hmm. uh, the acting is not the amusing bad over-the-top variety the characterization is uh, not even good i mean it, the first thing that the guy who does after his friend gets murdered by nessie is tell this one guy, hey, we just got evidence. I mean, yeah, my friend just died, but oh my God, we got evidence of Nessie. 
your like, friend's dead. Oh, he's an asshole. Don't worry about that. But we got evidence. Yeah, and, and Patrick, what you're basically telling us here is, all right, everyone, let's take our sweet time. I'm paid by the minute. Yeah, more or less. That's what, that's that's my understanding of it. Again, again, I'm, I'm not a Buchanan expert, but that's just my what I've gleaned, what little I've gleaned about him. I was say, is that not a title you want? Or <laughs> yeah, because the only thing I know about uh, Buchan, uh, Buchanan is that he works on this a- film. Well, no, actually, <laughs> I've actually known him for a couple of other films, but mainly, oh, sorry. Uh, well, mainly it, there was one film, other film that I saw from him, which was a, uh, a, co- a sort of horror comedy called The Eye Creatures, released in 1967. Thing is, Buchanan was really known for a lot of made-for-television uh, rip-offs of other uh, better movies. Oh, so he did it for sci-fi, did it? Cool. It, in oh, sorry, a way, he kind of was the predecessor to the Sci-Fi Channel, ironically enough. And even then, the movies that he was um, ripping off from, a lot of them weren't exactly the best movies either. The Eye Creatures is a remake of Invasion of the Saucer Men from 1957. There was a remake of It Conquered the World, even an adaptation of Richard Matheson's uh, book, Being, uh, short story Being, that he adapted called It's Alive. Nothing to do with the Larry Cohen film. I'm going to guess that this film was meant to be kind of his uh, ripoff to Jaws, I guess, or his quote-unquote remake. And as you could tell, yeah, did not go well. Wait, is this a ripoff to Jaws? I don't think he saw the movie. I, 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 I don't think so either. I, I'm guessing. Like, that... I don't think he saw this movie either, so. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he looked at a reel of this. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> And not only that, there's like some sort of conspiracy around what's down at the lake concerning World War Two. They took a long time to explain it, but they never pushed it forward. Yeah, that, that was, was mm-hmm. it was just exposition and that's it. They missed a great opportunity giving Nessie a little uh, Charlie Chaplin stash to allude to the World War Two thing. That was a, I that say was... Charlie Chaplin because because everyone because YouTube won't let us say the other word. <laughs> I was going to say, that was also, like, a really random thing to throw in. Like, really? World a World War II reference? Like, World War II elements bringing in here? Wh- why? Like, what's the because point? What does that not? have to do with Loch Ness? I mean, okay, I guess because it was around, the, that Nessie was released around, the, was discovered at the same time period, but no one's going to really care, quite frankly, about that. They're here to see the monster. The Axis power wanted Nessie's power. I guess. I don't know what her power was, but but they won it. Well, given Nessie throughout the whole movie, I'm going to guess she has the ability to teleport because somehow she could get from on land to sea without a single problem. Oh, cool. She works like Jason. <laughs> oh, God. She lives in a lake. She lives in water. She she teleports and she randomly kills. Yeah, Nessie is Jason. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know what would be worse to be chased by because because at least with Jason, I won't laugh. To, I won't laugh till I die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing is like you know uh you know kind of you know contrary to what, what will is uh talking about is um well the body count in this film is actually pretty low i mean ergo there's not very much crazy monster action yeah not really a terror yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's not really going on in terms of like deaths in the movie i mean i think there's only if i'm not mistaken i think three deaths in the whole film I'm still, not, I'm, still not, I'm still not sure what, what, what no, Nessie wait, 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 wait. Five, five guys. at least. Five. It was five? I think. Hold on. Did Nessie even kill those it two was... soldiers, or she just like bump them with her nose and they just fell over? Uh yeah, that's what to say. Like, I think yeah. those guys got bumped in the nose. <laughs> Obviously, she bored that, sig- that guy in the middle. Yeah, significantly five deaths. Yeah, because there was the two diver, it was the one diver in the beginning. 
that couple. And uh, I think that's it. I can't remember the other two, unless you want to count the soldiers, then now, yeah. And in, in defense of the soldier thing with Nessie touching one nose, my dog does that to me to give me kisses. How do we know Nessie just wasn't kissing them? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, good point. Boop. So, well, and, the, and the point being, like, you know, there's not that much crazy monster action. Therefore, the film doesn't really offer, you know, what you're looking for in a so-called good-bad movie. I mean, you're not getting any of the goods. No crazy monster action. No crazy character dialogue. No, just And the movie just, again, it just, it just drags endlessly for what feels like. Imagine Godzilla years. versus Kong, but without, like, Godzilla fighting Kong. <laughs> I think the movie, I think the movie, well, actually, then again, would the movie make it, would, would Godzilla versus Kong be better with that at this point? I don't think so. It reminds it reminds me of uh, the driving scene in that 1970 Bigfoot film. You know, it just oh, goes on forever. God. Oh, God. We, it just uh, goes on forever. In case you're wondering, yeah, we're going to be talking about that movie eventually. But, you know, that, that, I'll, I'll say this. That, that film is better because of, than this because of John Carradine. Well, yeah, well, John Carradine, you could easily tell that he's slumping for a paycheck. Yeah, at least but, he's... But, he, but, he, but even still... Yeah. Even that, even oh. even 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 fourth tier John Carradine is better than what this. Film yeah, has exactly. Yeah. I was gonna actually, say this, at least he's trying. Actually, a better comparison is like in Birdemic, where instead of realizing the birds are attacking, they start talking about nature issues. <laughs> That's probably makes Birdemic funny as hell, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. The problem is with that is they play up so much; it's ridiculous and hilarious. They aren't doing that in this movie. No, no. They try to take it way too seriously, and you just can't. And if Nessie didn't have arthritis in the neck. <laughs> well, as Patrick said, oh, all yeah, it, she oh, didn't even like, turn the head or anything. Yeah, she didn't turn the head or anything. Like when she was biting the guy's head, it was holding perfectly still. <laughs> yeah, she's she's holding yeah, she's not even biting him. She's holding her mouth open in the space around the guy, and he's just kind of like staying still going like how, yeah, so how did that kill him? How did that kill him? Did it like traumatize him or is it, or is it's, it like eh, what's strolling? I'm gonna say that's the same way that Bela Lugosi died in Bride of the Monster, where he basically was just wiggling around, <laughs> making it look like it was killing him until he fell to his death. Yeah. But now Seppi was saying. I'm pretty sure that given that he was an old man, I think he just had a heart attack or something. Well, you see, at least that makes sense. If they said that Nessie killed him, I oh, know oh, no, he just died of a heart attack. It was just trying to give him a little kiss. Come on. <laughs> no, no, How no, do we no, know no. Nessie just isn't super affectionate and we are just over-exaggerating this film? Exactly, exactly. I mean, he it didn't take the time to kill the girl in the car or in the RV. So I'm pretty sure that she was just trying to be overly affectionate. Apparently some people talk it the wrong way and they just effectively killed themselves, I guess. I don't know. If you ask me, I think it was because the guy, if the guy did have a heart attack, it was probably because he saw what his paycheck was going to look like. Uh, if, he, uh, if that was true, all the actors would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What paychecks would they be getting? But yeah, that, that scene, that scene in the, Somewhere in the middle, where Nessie ambushes the the two soldiers and the Scottish guy with the beard, that's the only really funny scene in the movie. And part of it is funny because it's just so very poorly made. You know, it's it's also one of those scenes where um they they play the footage at slow motion, but it's the kind of slow motion where they were just like you know copying frames, not not doing actual slow motion photography, so it looks all jittery and stuttery. And meantime, the audio runs at normal speed on top of it, so it's just like you know, it, so that that kind of adds to the quote unquote bad movie charm. And plus, there's that great part where um where she's quote-unquote biting him, and all of a sudden you kind of hear like a, a rip-off of Herman's psycho score, the ding, 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 yes. ding, ding on the soundtrack. Yeah. So, now, I, ha I have to ask, if you guys saw this happening in real life, saw someone being attacked by a very stiff-necked monster biting at them like this, would you be scared or just laugh in real life? I would laugh. No, I would I would start telling the director how to do his job, because that's what <laughs> 
but yeah, then, again, then again, then again, uh, wouldn't have been as, wouldn't have been as funny. So there you go. Yeah. Cause you know, I keep on asking myself, would I be scared in this scenario? Would I laugh? It's kind of like when you watch Nye the Leap is ask, would these giant bunnies be scary in real life or would they still be hilarious? I would say if anything, if anything, somebody would just be like, as they're being chewed up, oh, they're chewing me to death. That's probably what they say about Nessie, too. Oh, he's teething. See, what's weird about the Nessie puppet is that it actually kind of got resurrected uh, a couple years later because I found out that um, the puppet was later reused or the okay, I'm, I'm sorry, that's an insult to puppets. It was actually reused in Amazon Women of the Moon, which was actually co-directed by John Landis and Joe Dante. I say, is it wrong? I want this puppet. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. And not just judge. that. I want to rig it to just randomly attack people at the door <laughs> and, uh, and film it with my ring doorbell and just just to put it on, just put each one on YouTube. <laughs> but for anyone watching this right now, I'm gonna send the boys like a the picture from that from that scene from um, Amazon Women, and this would have made the whole movie. This is what we saw. <laughs> Do I count as an Amazon woman? I worked there. <laughs> you assuming your own gender there, my friend? Nah, I gave up assuming about myself. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I uh, left the link. Yep, that's uh, more interesting than this film. <laughs> just imagine yeah, if, if Nessie went around wearing a cowboy hat while she was while she was you know just strolling in the woods and you know bumping people with her nose. Yeah, that'd be a little funnier than uh, what we saw here. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could have seen the whole f- body. That way, it could have been funnier if it, if she had a Celt. I like to think you could find this this puppet at, in the Smithsonian right next to the giant mechanical King Kong head in the armature of King Kong. <laughs> from the 76 Truly movie. icons. Yes, so like, a truly icon. Wait, which one? From the 76 King Kong? Yes, it's all the way in the back of the Smithsonian. Oh, like, you have to get... <laughs> yeah, like, you actually need to open a door to get to it. Oh, but you're god. not allowed near to. The, you're not allowed past that door. Oh god, you're giving me you're giving me Vietnam flashbacks to the like the Cybot in '76. Yeah, right. Right along a sculpt of the 1998 Godzilla. You know, that's why they keep all the shame of America. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of different presidents back there too. So they don't they don't specify, but we know who the presidents are. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is it funny? Is, is it funny that we had that we had a terrible president named Buchanan and a terrible director named Buchanan at the same time? <laughs> Maybe they're related. I thought I thought that was a sign of the apocalypse. It might be. Say, isn't that what they said in the Bible? <laughs> Maybe what they maybe when they meant the the world was maybe in 2012 with the world ending maybe they mentioned maybe they mentioned it was actually because of the uh, Buchanan's. Well, Wait, President what, Buchanan gave. What does a, that mean? He, that Gary Busey is also one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Then, uh, yes, yeah, of course, alongside John Travolta and Nick Cage. Yeah, oh, he's actually yeah he's actually the horseman of war because because he got me too and he started a war on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, then who's the fourth? Then we got three. Nicholas Cage. No, we already no, got no, Cage. Oh, we already got Cage. Yeah, yeah, we already got Cage. Who directed Birdemic? We met. I mentioned him a couple times already. Might as well just throw him in there. James Wen. I can't. I can't imagine a better horseman of death. Honestly. <laughs> what about Ed Wood? No, wait. What about? And bear with me on this one. Uwe Boll. I was just about to say Uwe Boll. And if you can't tell right now that yeah, we're kind of going off subject because there's not much to talk about with this movie. It's. 
Yeah. It's, it's a painfully boring experience that's only real highlight is a scene you can find on YouTube. That's, yeah, it, that's it, like it. I said, I remember nothing of this film at all. That and I watched it yesterday. Even after I watched it, I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I was just praying for it to be over soon, but then I realized there's an hour left and I'm like, God damn it, why? Best way to describe this film, if you ever question your own writing, don't. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, though, in a weird sort of way, I would not necessarily recommend this movie. But if you ever want to really, learn... <laughs> really, but you would not recommend this film to people. Why not? Uh, what? No. <laughs> but if you're an aspiring film writer and you want to know what not to do and how not to make a movie, this could Watch be a good example. Any movie we reviewed. <laughs> i'm just saying this would be a good example of the show in film classes how not to make a film yeah the loch ness horror it's um you know i think i think i speak for everybody here like you know the loch ness monster is a very endearing cryptid i mean yeah we all we all we all know it's bullshit we all know it's not real but we still like we like the idea of the loch ness monster it's a very endearing idea for uh, a creature yeah this movie does that the mystery and the intrigue of that cryptid uh no honor whatsoever. None. Just like most right. adaptions of cryptids, sadly. Like, like the vast majority of them, unfortunately, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, I think that probably the best example of the Loch Ness Monster I could think of so far was the Water Horse film from 2007. That yeah, that's that what I was thinking. I'd yeah. rather review that, personally. Yeah. It I felt I, like I, it expanded more on the lore from its origins to its... Um, to now, but even so, as... As much as uh, like that film is probably as bad as we think, it's probably not as bad as this. What we just all right. I have to ask both Ace and Sippy on this. Out of all the movies we watched, would you say this is the worst? Hmm. Oh, that's tough. Because oh, to me, it's far worse than being the worst. It's the most boring. Because <laughs> it was so it horrible boring. film, it you can make boring. fun of. I would rather watch the Mothman, Sippy. Um, last slight, uh, carved. You know what? I'm, yeah, you know what? I might say the same thing because it doesn't quite get to the point of being downright worse, where it's that perfect balance between being boring and frustrating at the same time. But it definitely leans on the boring side, and I consider that to be far worse than something that was aggravating. Yeah, it's like I told a friend of mine after seeing Captain Marvel, it's not a bad film, it's worse, it's a boring film. Mm -hmm. And what's and what one movie is not supposed to do to an audience is bore them. Exactly. So even a bad movie, even like a so bad it's good, but you you're enjoying it in some way. Like even the Mothman's, even the sci-fi Mothman movie, we, I was making fun of it the whole whole time. And even in Carved, I was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I couldn't make fun of this. I because it, it was just everyone was so boring. I couldn't like po uh, poke fun at it. I might be alone in this, but I think the the, be, the best uh, Loch Ness movie is uh, the movie just called Loch Ness from the '90s with a uh, Ted Danson. Um, it's yeah, not I really about that. the monster; it's more about like it's more of a more of a character study about somebody who's like uh, who's oh. uh, trying to solve the mystery of the creature and whatnot. The creature doesn't really become a thing until like towards the end of the film, and it's more of a character study than anything else. Kind of like Mothman prophecies. So it's, yeah. so it's basically just like. Uh, what the hunt for the Loch Ness monster is doing to a certain yeah, character. It's basically that, you know, it's a, a character study. It's well acted. It's got a nice score to it. And it's a, it's, it's definitely an imperfect film. It's got some, some notable script flaws, but it's a, a decent little entertainment film. And, uh, 
for right. my money, that's the probably the only really good uh, Nessie film that I'm aware of. I, I, I'm a, there's one film that I'm kind of curious about. I believe it was the first Nessie film ever made from 1934 called uh, Secret of the, Secret of the Lock, where the monster was portrayed using a an iguana filmed on a on a on a set with um, a fish tank between it and the camera, making it look like it was underwater and whatnot. Um, I've not my, seen that film. That I'm kind of curious to see right? it for um, historical reasons. Yeah, that was 1934. Yeah, 1934. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to seeing that too. I haven't seen yeah. that movie. Um, I believe it's on YouTube for free mm-hmm. as a public domain it's a, film. It's a it's a British film. I have not seen it, but I'm curious about it. Yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, it is on YouTube. Uh, there's a uh, yeah, there's like a half an hour um showing of it. I don't know if that's the full movie, but probably not. But at least it's something. Uh, yeah, because the only two movies I could think of that are like good. Loch Ness monster film. Yeah. Oh yeah, to our viewers, you can actually watch this movie on YouTube if you're like curious. Yeah, and it's infinitely better than Loch Ness horror. We'll tell you that right now. But but like you, Patrick, I agree that Loch Ness '96. I remember seeing that as a kid, and that is a very good. That is a pretty good movie. And even then, I'll defend uh, the movie Water Horse when I saw that in theaters because that was a decent little um, Spielberg esque um, whim- whimsical type of movie. That worked, like, you know, for its purpose. Pretty this was a Spielberg it. level to you? <laughs> I It has the same kind of whimsical nature, though. That's what I'm trying to get at. So I'm not saying it's as good as a Spielberg movie, obviously, but it has that same yeah. vibe. If you get no, I mean, no, I mean, the, no, I mean the movie we just watched. No! What are you kidding me? You're saying that's not Spielberg level? No! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no! I was, I was, I was going to say, there's a really good biography on Spielberg by a guy named Joseph McBride, which delves into like, you know, his, like, um, his early, like, like making films as, as a teenager. And, uh, yeah, as the guy, as the guy says, like, you know, you can tell their, their films made by a teenager, but you can still tell they're made by somebody who actually had, you know, a genuine promise and talent for making a film. So he just, he just hadn't quite developed his skills yet. And he documents how Spielberg was very good at like, you know, getting like his high school classmates and whatnot to follow his directions and get, access to like you no know, things that he needed to, to shoot things and uh yeah yeah i think uh i think adolescent spielberg was more resourceful more clever and more uh uh capable than larry buchanan was through the entire making of this uh sad excuse of a movie so don't even compare Loch Ness horror to any spielberg film of any caliber yeah. <laughs> thank you so guys, what would be your um what would be our rating for this uh dumpster fire? Me personally, I'd rate it zero donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no asses given. Uh Sippy, what about you? I think I'll give it at least one bad Scottish Jackson out of five, I guess. Alright, uh Patrick yourself? Uh, I'll give it half half of a old man somehow imploding himself to death inside Nessie's mouth out of five because <laughs> that that seems the that seems the only amusing scene in the entire movie. So uh, <laughs> for that for that scene alone, it gets a half a point, and that's uh, the best I can give it. I will give it a half a, half a Muppets half a bang dang da- dang Muppet Muppet sleeping bag party out of five. Yeah. Oh, before we before we end it, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Creature Preacher, who we talked to a couple episodes about his Kickstarter. He told me actually meet his met his goal, yeah, and he is and what he is making a uh, a Sophie or some uh, what's it called those type of figures? Plushy? Not plushy. It was it's like a so like a soft vinyl. 
figure. I think it was I think it had a weird name to it, but he is right. making a Loch Ness monster figure that will be that he'll be selling soon. Nice. So I figured I'd give a shout out here since you know we're talking about the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, perfect timing. And uh, of course, Patrick, thank you for uh, joining us. We we are sorry that you had to go through this movie. Hopefully, <laughs> next time you come on, it'll be a much better film. We're not letting you out of the mirror. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really, oh, thank you oh. for joining us. No, thanks for having me. It was uh, fun to be here. It was more fun discussing this film with you guys than it was watching the film itself. And uh, yeah, look, look, looking forward yeah, to yeah, that. That's usually how our reviews work, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly true. So, Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, Sure. So you can read my content at uh, sci-fi.com. I've contributed a couple of essays to um, John LeMay's The Lost Films fanzine. You can also watch the the archived um, interviews and panels of the uh, online convention that I co-organized called Kaiju Masterclass on YouTube. Just look up our convention by its name, Kaiju Masterclass. We've interviewed people involved in the... uh, realm of Japanese special effects filmmaking. So we've interviewed directors like Shinji Higuchi, Shusuke Kaneko, the late Kazuki Omori. We've interviewed composers like uh, Reijiro Koroku, Michiro Oshima, David Arnold, Bear McCreary, you know, et cetera, and so forth. And uh, you can also read my book, uh, Ruan Ling Yu, Her Life and Career. It's available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. And the book recently got its uh, second edition released. It's been updated with new formatting, uh, new covers, and new information. Yes. Wow, as, his resume is way better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. And uh, really as impressive. someone who has read the Rion Lingu uh, biopic I, biography, I highly recommend reading it. It's an excellent book. And it goes – and if you ever want to know what, it's, what it was like back in China during the 1920s through the 30s through the Silent Age, please do yourself a favor. Check out that book. It's a wonderful read. Thank you, Ace. Thank you. Hey, no problem. All right, so for next time, we're going to be traveling from Loch Ness to the open woods as we discuss a cryptid that's also part of mythology as we dive into the legend that is the Wendigo, but from a very popular publisher. From me? No, not from you. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this special episode of Cryptic Collectors. Once again, my name is Sippy VA. We are joined by. I have been Wo- William is going to get Nessie here, Kerning. I have been Ace Maroke. And I have been and still am Patrick Galvin. From the woods to Hollywood, this has been Cryptic Collectors. Collectors.